subtle skills, big results. Welcome to the Ninja Selling Podcast. Welcome back, ninjas, to the Ninja Selling Podcast. We're happy that you're here with us. Garrett's rib is healing, sort of. We're almost there. Uh, my back is healing. That's a good thing. Um, so I don't know why we have to go through physical ailments at the same time, Garrett, but... Because we're friends. Yeah, exactly. I think, actually, I'm a little bit of a one-upper. I heard your back was sore, or so I like threw myself down a flight of stairs, and if I could like be like, dude, you think you're sore? <laughs> Yeah. Oh, you think you have a back problem? Watch this. Um, but the reason why I mentioned that is is a lot of you have reached out to me, and and I know Garrett, you've seen some people reaching out to you saying, you know, hope that we feel better. So thank you guys so much. Really appreciate that a whole ton. Uh, I mean, these are small. People have been reaching out to you. Yeah, not you. All right. Let's see how it is. People thought that I was the one with the broken rib, though. So oh, there we go. I feel better. So it was intended for me. I, I have actually, I have I had some people reach out. I want to say thank you all. So it's very nice of you. So uh, that said, if you haven't checked out our Facebook community, head over to Facebook and search for The Ninja Selling Podcast. Join it. Over 11,000 people in there. It is an incredible group. Dozens of posts a day, maybe not dozens, but at least a dozen posts a day that are quality posts, people asking questions, people sharing information, valuable information. And it's gotten to the point, Garrett, where we have to figure out how to organize. And I got to learn some new things in Facebook because there's there are some repetitive questions, which I get. And the way Facebook organizes a feed is not ideal, but we're going to figure that out. So it's a better experience coming soon, but it's already an incredible experience. So go join that group. And if you are new to Ninja and want to learn more about Ninja, just head over to ninjaselling.com. Everything you need to learn about there, installations, coaching, the foundation of Ninja, it's all there. So take a look at that. Garrett, good morning, man. Good morning, sir. How are you today? I'm great. Had a great physical therapy session this morning. So I'm feeling good. Feeling vibrant. Nice, man. How are you? I'm good. I go through waves of being able to sleep and not be able to sleep. Last night, I slept like a baby, so I'm feeling pretty good today. <laughs> nice. What what age baby, though, right? Because if you sleep like a, a one-month-old baby, that means you wake up like every three hours. Right? No, I'm like, a, I'm like, like a, a one-year-old baby. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> we have a topic. We do have a topic. You do. It's not just our backs and our ailments. I have a topic, so I'll, I'll lead in with this one. This is a good one. So... I had an interesting comment. I was talking with a couple of the coaches and you know, been looking at a lot of what the um, what the people that we coach are saying and what we're seeing out here in the marketplace right now. And she says, you know, we're, we're in the acceptance stage right now when it comes to dealing with grief or dealing with change. And in the acceptance range, you get to watch people that all of a sudden are in this place of going, well, this is what it is. And we've all seen it as you go through change in your life. We get, we get angry. We, we fight back. We start to understand what's going on. We start to accept. And then we go to renewal where we really get a chance to move forward. But right now, we're in the acceptance range of change. And it's really important that we, we stop and acknowledge kind of where our buyers are at, where our sellers are at, where the general uh, population is kind of sitting right now in this, in this time frame. And uh, what's awesome with the time of acceptance is people can move forward. Um, it's like you can see the light at the end of the tunnel. And it's not just seeing it. Like you, you understand, okay, I, can, I know where we're going. I know what this looks like. I can now drop some of my confusion and move forward. And uh, Matt, we want to talk about this today because 
there's still a lot of brokers I see that are that are holding on to some energy that I feel like they need to let go of. They're still kind of stuck in the past a little bit. And this really is an interesting time that we're in right now because I'm hearing all kinds of great stories. So this is the topic. I wanted to throw it at you today. I know we got a lot more to talk about around it. So what are your thoughts? Yeah, well, I think, you know, just through conversation I've had um, this past week now, by the time y'all hear this, it'll be a, a couple of weeks later. But I imagine that this is a trend that's going to hang for a little bit. But remember going towards the end of the year, end of 2022, a lot of people were complaining about, oh, gosh, inventory is sitting on the market. Inventory is rising. You know, buyers are the showings aren't happening, which really was just a perspective because it wasn't like all of a sudden homes are sitting on the market for like a year. <laughs> I mean, unless the, those homes exist, but those are problem homes and we can talk about those in another episode. But we were so used to this outrageous speed of the market that it seems strange for it to run slower. It seems strange to see homes leave the market without being sold. And now it's, oh yeah, we were in multiple offers again, not 10 offers, but two, you know, and competitive. And I think it's really important, man. It's not hyperactive what we're seeing right now. There was a while back that it was hyperactive and unhealthy. I'm watching some multiple offers happen right now. They're very healthy, healthy, healthy market, healthy sellers, healthy buyers. So sorry for interrupting, but that's what I, where I'm at. Well, and, and even in my own personal experience recently, and we are going to do an episode on a case study on the sale of my home, but in my personal experience with my home, another family's home, another friend's home, I'm seeing buyers come to the table with very generous offers. Not necessarily, I mean, price is still, you know, negotiating, but terms, right? Quick closing, no cost leasebacks, waiving inspections. I'm seeing that happen this year because there's buyers, as you said, Garrett, they're in this acceptance zone. They're like, okay, we get it. Rates are going to be in the mid sixes, high sixes, depending on where you are. I just heard mid fives. Or mid, mid fives maybe somewhere, which would be fantastic. I might need to refinance my new home already. There's the higher, higher <laughs> to mid fives, but I, yeah, keep going. <laughs> I guess the point is, is these buyers, they're, since they're in this acceptance zone, they're coming to the table. And so we talked about this last year, like watch for this, this demand that you don't know that's there, that's back there. All those people who didn't buy homes last year, they're going to come back to the market. And most of the quantity of transactions this year, I believe is going to be driven by the quantity of people who have the desire to sell. It's not going to be driven on the demand side. It's going to be driven on the inventory or supply side, should I say. Well, and what's important about this whole acceptance period that these guys are going through right now is that we say it all the time in Ninja, confused buyers don't buy. And that is in any purchasing in all parts of our life, whether you're buying milk, whether you're buying tires for your car, whether you're buying real estate, everything when it comes down to it, if there is confusion, you can't make a decision. You can't make the purchase. And what we've gone through here is a while of a lot of confusion where everybody's going, well, what's happening? Where's this going? Is the market going to fall out? Are we going to see this massive depreciation? Are we going to see foreclosures? Oh my gosh, I love that one when people are like, oh, there's a foreclosure market out there. Oh, I'm going to get an opportunity to really steal a property when that comes along. It's like, okay, yeah, just <laughs> hang out for a little bit then. But it's interesting is, is that we're past that right now. People are going, okay, th that's not what we're seeing coming up. We're not seeing this. We're not seeing the rates increase where we're going like, oh my gosh, what does that look like? What if I wait a little bit? Like, is it going to be, you know, eight, nine, 10%? 
We're seeing that kind of hold there right now. Might be different when this podcast, this episode releases. So we'll see. <laughs> we it. It's at 15%. It's like, whoa, hold on. That happened episode. <laughs> but for the most part, things are predictable at the moment. We can kind of get a sense of what's going on, which allows people to make decisions. It allows buyers to move forward. You need to step back as the trusted advisor in real estate and realize that if you're sitting there with all these, but, 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 but buyers can't buy right now because of this, and this is happening, and this is happening, and my buyers are scared, you need to take a second and realize, listen to Matt and I, they're probably becoming more accepting of this than you are right now. And you might be the killer of your own business because you're just latched on to all these, ah, what ifs, and what if that, and what if this? Let it go and help these people. They are in an acceptance pattern right now, which means if you're there for them and you're supporting them, there's a lot of business. I am watching people, and we've said it already, Matt, having the best first quarter I've ever seen in their business career, not just a good first quarter. Like There are numerous people that I'm watching crushing it. They are like open to these guys that are having this acceptance time right now, and they're saying, how can I help you move forward? Let's 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 move down this path. It's incredible opportunity. I think it's so interesting about something like this is it, is it moves incongruent with the market, right? It's not tied to whatever the market's doing. And so people are like, well, I'm not seeing the market go crazy. It's like, that's not the point. With buyers in acceptance phase, the opportunity here, and this is where it gets into, well, what, what do I do as an agent? Great, Garrett. People are in this acceptance phase. What does that mean for me? Like how, okay, like, my buyers aren't coming and saying, hey, I'm in the acceptance phase. Let's go buy a house. This is where it's up to you to be in flow because these people who are having a great quarter right now, um, which we're only one month in, so, well, I guess a third of the way through the quarter, um, which is more than a quarter away through the quarter. So for anyway, um, they're in really good flow with their people, right? Th these are agents who are asking quality Ford questions. They're engaging with their warm list. They're looking for opportunities to create clarity. When they have people in a hot and confused list, which is where you can find a lot of this opportunity, they're asking clarifying questions that are related to those buyers' goals of their lifestyle. And they're, those buyers are disconnecting from the I don't want to say they're fully disconnecting from the finances, but they are in a way that they've accepted, hey, I can afford this. So I'm not going to wait, quote unquote, for a better time for that. We talked about this before, I think on a podcast, the financially convenient time. I'm going to go with the financially acceptable time, which is now, and I'm going to go after it. That's a great way to look at it, man. It's a it's an awesome way to look at this financially acceptable time instead of this financially like perfect time, which is the reason why life changes drive real estate. It's like it's not always the perfect time. It's not always the best situation. But in really, in all, and you can hopefully you can all agree with me on this. This is a really good marketplace right now. Like we we need to start looking at that and, and not getting all weird about it and like interest rates and when things are going to come back to normal. This is actually a really great platform that we have that we're sitting on right now, and. Again, we're watching these people that need help out there. Now, Matt, you brought up the hot and confused lesson. And um, we talk about this a little bit more in the coaching side of Ninja, where we break apart a somebody's hot list. And again, a hot list is anybody who said they're actually thinking about buying or selling right now. They've actually come to us and said, this is our pattern that we're in. We want to buy. We want to sell. We separate that group into two areas, which is the the hot and active and hot and confused. And hot and the confused people are the ones that say, I want to buy, but 
because of such and such outside things, I can't buy right now. I can't pull the trigger and make that work. Which brings up an interesting thing that I've been watching about, which kind of goes down this whole acceptance raise and kind of understanding where we're at. Because when we started talking about this earlier, I kind of went off on a tangent. I'm going to do it right now again. So just prepare yourself, everybody. (laughs) So in this idea of this acceptance range and having people on our hot list, I am watching, and this is a agents need to let this go. You need to stop holding on to this energy of, I have all these first-time home buyers, but the interest rate is not allowing them to be successful as a first-time home buyer right now. And what's happening is, is you're getting into these dialogues with your first-time home buyers that you're hanging out with, and you're blaming the marketplace a lot is what I'm seeing. Maybe some people out there going like, ah, I'm not doing this, but hold on. This is just what I'm interpreting out here. Blaming the marketplace of going like, you are having a hard time being a first-time home buyer right now because of the interest rate. So let me paint a scenario for you. Back when the interest rate was 3%, we all can remember that. Hopefully, it wasn't that long ago. There were buyers out there that would be going, if it only would drop to 2%, I could be a buyer. Like, okay, my payments are just too high. I don't have enough money down. Oh, gosh, we're trying to make this work. And then what happens is the interest rate cranks up to 6%. And there's all these people going, oh, gosh, I wanted to be a buyer. I was trying to be a buyer. But now it's like it's not obtainable for me right now. You're not a buyer. Like in any marketplace at all, at any given time, there is parameters that we have to work with. And if you can't perform with the interest rate the where it is, and you don't have enough money to bring to the table to offset that, and you can't afford the monthly payment because you're not bringing in enough income monthly to make it happen, you're just not a buyer. So that means hanging on to all these people that you're calling first-time home buyers in your database and in your hot list and your warm list. And you're like, I've got all these people that, gosh, if the interest rate was just right, they're perfect and ready to go. They're not buyers right now. They can't be buyers. They can save some more money. They, there's things you can help them work on so that at some point they can be a first-time home buyer. But stop holding on to them like you've got all these buyers that just if like interest rates just came down, my business would just boom. No. Um, you can find that those people all day long. You can go talk with the general renters out there and be like, if the interest rate was 1%, would you be a buyer? And they're going to be like, well, yeah, I'd be a buyer. Oh, yeah. first time home buyer. <laughs> I'm going to put you in my pocket. Excellent. I'm going to work on the next one here. We're just going to line you all up. There's all types of people out there like that, but stop holding on to it. This is that acceptance range that we're in right now. You need to accept in your database who are the real people that that are buyers right now that are able to perform and stop holding on to a whole bunch of people that are like, you're building a, a false foundation in your business going like, gosh, if I could just get all these people to like be able to move forward. Some of those people you need to kind of let go of. And I'm not saying like kick them to the curb because they're not worth your time. Not at all. But stop falsifying what you think your business is built off of, of like, I've got all this potential opportunity because I've got all these people in here. And you might need to step back and have a little realization with yourself and say, I actually don't have the foundation that I thought. I don't have this business built underneath me that that if it just all comes together, I'm going to have the best year I've ever had. Get realistic of who's really a buyer and who is just not a buyer right now. And I hope that makes sense. I think it makes sense. And, and I don't. I don't think you're being negative. This this is the realization that agents need to have about how they view their business, not their relationships. It's not like we're gonna get, you're gonna go to Joe and be like, "Listen, Joe, you're not a buyer, so get lost." <laughs> I, I can't. I can't talk to you anymore. You gotta stop yeah. calling me. I'm not gonna answer your phone calls anymore. 
Joe's just coming off the hot list. And this is the beauty of having a hot list and warm list that sits on top of your database categorization. So Joe's still in your database. You still flow with Joe. You still look for the opportunity to create value and help him get to where he needs to be to be a buyer. But he's not a buyer right now. And is it unfortunate that the dynamics of the marketplace and the economy have moved in such a way that a lot of people, unfortunately, have moved to the not a buyer category? Yeah, that is a bummer. But there's still a lot of people who can be buyers. But if you're focused on talking to these people who are not buyers, you're missing the opportunity. And I think, Garrett, that's the main point of what you were saying. And this is this goes along the lines of, I was having this conversation with an agent the other day who said, well, yeah, I got these buyers and they were just waiting for the right thing to come up. And I said, okay, well, can we do a search? Because how long have they been waiting for the right thing to come up? Oh, you know, maybe a year or so. It's like, does the right thing exist anymore? Because Every now and then it comes on. I was like, it used to come on every now and then, but that categorization of property may be in a whole different price range now. But but here's the thing, Matt, too, is like, it's like, okay, great. When that thing sometimes comes up, what do your potential buyers do? Do they go, hmm, all right. Well, like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, so it, at the end of the day, one of my favorite sayings is just remember, buyers that buy are buyers. That's who a real buyer is. Until they buy, nobody's technically a buyer yet. They have the idea of wanting to buy. They have this dream of wanting to buy. But until they actually put pen to paper and write a contract, that's the moment a person is truly turning into a buyer. And I think it's important to look at your list and say, do some of these people just not even have the ability of doing that? And if they don't have the ability of doing it, you need to understand you are running a business at the end of the day. We do need to be careful about where we spend our time. We do need to be careful about the people that we're, we're dumping our energy into. And some of those people have the ability of being able to move forward. And some of them you just need to cultivate and you need to work with and you need to help them guide them to say, look, this is what you need to be doing to be a buyer. But right now, this is not your marketplace. Like until you have these pieces here, you need to be the professional to let them know you don't have a snowball chance in be nice about it. I'm not saying take all the wind out of their sails, <laughs> but like you need to be truthful with them. And there's some first time home buyers out here that we're hanging on to right now. And we've got this dream in our mind that if the interest rates just come down, I'm gonna have all this business. That you need to stop carrying around hoping for and be realistic with them, have some hard conversations, set them up for success. And then we need to go out and really figure out who are the people out here that need your help right now and can do something. Yeah. This is using a process and setting expectations. Because if you don't have expectations set, you're going to have a massive list of people who, oh yeah, I'm a buyer. I'm in the marketplace. I've been, I've been looking for I'm always looking for real estate. Yeah, you've been shopping for like four years here, Barry. Come on. like You're not a buyer. You're just a person who likes to look at real estate, which is great. That's why HGTV was created, so that you can see real estate 24-7. Uh, no offense, Barry. I used, when I was selling cars, Matt, I had a sales manager that when people would come in, they're like, I'm just kicking tires. I'm just looking. I just want to look around. It used to drive me crazy because he would be like, oh, you're in luck. Do you see the parking lot across the street? Almost every type of car you can imagine is in that parking lot. It was it was a grocery store, is what it was. He's like, <laughs> walk around, check them all out. Like they're all there. Every make, every model, you can pretty much find one over there and see what you like. I was always like, dude, don't do that to them. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> he's like, Garrett, they're not buyers. Like, like they're not buying a vehicle. And I totally, I, sorry, I don't know why I had to share that, but sorry. Well, for it highlights process, right? And so when you have buyers that were spending, or, or I should say people that were spending business time on, Personal time's different. Being in flow, asking forward questions, getting to know them, looking for value, but calling them and talking to them about, like, hey, what what do we want to do with our search? Are we going to look at property this weekend? We're missing the process with those people. And that's what's driving you into this position of saying, hey, I have all these buyers who aren't real buyers. But looping this back to the acceptance period, that also covers up all the buyers that are in your database that are in this acceptance zone that maybe haven't talked to you about real estate yet. Whereas if we're focused on asking forward questions to our broader database, to our warm list, where you're going to find those that are in the acceptance phase that are like, you know what? I know rates are where they are, but we have a life change that's going on here and we need to make a move. I want to be in this house. Like I can afford that payment. I can afford that property. We can afford to make the move. These are great people to be talking to because we can put them through a process. We have a solution for them. Everyone else, we have a solution for too. It's just not the purchase yet. It's how do we put you in a position, which actually I think this highlights, Garrett, and this is a little bit of a tangent, but this highlights an area where real estate agents and trusted advisors can really shine that we don't really focus on, which is how do we help people get prepared, right? Because it's like, okay, great. You know, come back to me when, you know, you have higher income, right? Come back to me when your credit's fixed. Now, there are some agents out there that do a wonderful job on helping people go through credit repair and stuff like that. But when it comes to like, hey, maybe I need to link this person up with a financial coach or a financial advisor or someone who can help them work on their cash flow so they can start saving a whole lot more money every month so that they have that down payment faster versus just kind of waiting for them to figure it out and me sitting here as the agent hoping that they do. No, let's bring additional value by connecting them with people that can help them get to the front door of the buyer process because then you take a non-buyer and we get them to the acceptance phase. And now they actually are a first-time buyer, which is a beautiful thing. But we, we don't pay attention to that a lot, you know? And the reason I attach this whole acceptance thing to the first-time home buyer piece is that when we're watching people out there being able to make decisions and they are set up to be buyers right now, they have a down payment, they can work with the, the, the uh, interest rate that's available to them they have the jobs that support the property that they're trying to purchase. When that is there, and I watch a whole bunch of people holding on to all these people, but look at my hot list, look at my warm list, like look at all these people that I have. And they're stuck in that world. They're stuck inside this database that they've built, just going like, I just got to wait for one of these people to do something. Like They're, they're going to be able to do something. We're just going to sit here and see... At some point, you just need to take a step off the side and say, look, I I listen to Matt and Garrett. (laughs) I'm hearing what they're saying. (laughs) And if knowing that there's a big, big, big group of people out here that are in the acceptance range, I need to be out and connecting with new people and building new relationships and opening up the doors to other people. Sometimes we put our blinders on and we just get stuck holding on to this and we can't see the surroundings because we're like, this is where the business is. And it's like, no, no, it's just beyond all these people. It's around them. Don't hurt these relationships. Don't, I'm not, never am I ever saying cut them loose, move along to the next person. Not, and I hope nobody's taking that from what I'm saying. I am saying though, is that let go of them being the business. Yeah, they, like take them off the hot list. That's really what it comes down to is 
they don't belong on the hot list right now. And I would open up the idea of knowing that these people are surrounded by others that are needing help with real estate. So instead of you getting locked into that's the deal, just know they have a lot of people around them that can buy. And we, again, we would never approach it as, Hey, do you know anybody thinking about buying right now? Or like, do you know anybody? It's more of like, <laughs> continue to provide value, continue to take care of these people, but just let go that they're the sale. Yeah. They still get auto flow. They can still be on the MLS drip. You know, you're not going to all of a sudden take away services. You're just, nope. you're changing the expectation and having the conversation helps that, you know, Garrett, thinking about this, stage of acceptance. This is also the opportunity to look into your database and your warm list to find the potential sellers out there too. Because not only are people in the acceptance phase of interest rates, but inflation, the cost of eggs, groceries, the cost of gas, which I don't know, in some places has come down. Is it the cost of eggs or is it eggs? Like, are there eggs? Yeah. <laughs> Wait, where are the eggs? Um, by the way, Costco, for some reason, still has Crazy good price on eggs comparatively to what I've been seeing elsewhere. They have their own chickens, their own farm. Yeah. <laughs> they're, they're on the roof of all the Costco's. <laughs> yeah. They're like, like we're not, we're not, we're come not down. farmers. We got our own egg, our own chickens. <laughs> but which leads to people who are living a lifestyle in the house and, and saying, Hey, you know what? I've accepted the things I can't control. But now what I am can control of is if I want a different property, if I want more space, if I want to downsize and have less space, if, if I'm done with the maintenance, if uh, I like more backyard or whatever it is. And so having more of these Ford conversations with Warmlist or just clients of yours who bought three, four, five, six years ago, they're in the acceptance phase too, or they soon will be. And this is an opportunity for maybe an upgrade, which I've seen this in some markets too, Garrett, which um, saw this in the 20 teens where I sold real estate in New Jersey, where you have kind of this arbitrage opportunity where, yeah, the the first time home buyer segment, the lower price segment is still under incredible upward pressure from demand. So prices are going up. Whereas the next tier, potentially, depending on where you are, doesn't have that same upward pressure. Now, it might still have some upward pressure, but at a slower rate, which means you kind of have this little arbitrage of you can get some more space for a little less money than what you maybe would have last year. And so some of these people who are in these move-up situations, if they're in the acceptance phase, could be great opportunity to one, provide you with some inventory for your buyers, but also help somebody achieve a goal that they've been wanting to achieve for the past couple of years, but they haven't thought about it because in their mind is this house is good enough. We have a good rate. We have a good payment. And you know the market's crazy out there anyway. I don't think I'll be able to buy something. Now they're like, well, they might be thinking about it. And if we're not talking to them, we could miss out on that opportunity. And again, this is where we go back to what are you hanging on to in your business? And are you spreading out and figuring out everybody, their goals, their dreams, where they want to go to? Because in this level of acceptance, the, the excuses are more in the realtors' minds that I'm seeing right now than in, than in the, the clients' minds about whether they can or they can't. They just need to be educated on the opportunities that are there right now. They need to be shown this is a path. We know what interest rates are kind of sitting at right now. We know what home prices are kind of doing. They're not dropping off the face of the earth. They're also not you know having the appreciation that they were before. We can see what's going on here, which again... All you need to know is when you can see all the pieces there, you can give a buyer confidence. Buyers turn into buyers. And that's what you need to be paying attention to with this marketplace right now is buyers are allowed to be buyers. If you're sitting around as a realtor and there are some of you listening to this right now, 
they're like, well, I've got this huge group of people that, man, if they just did this, they'd be buyers. My business would be great. Just know you probably have yourself backed into a corner right now and you need to step outside of that and let go of some of these people that you think are going to turn into your potential business that are going to make your year be the best it's ever going to be if they could just do something. Ah, that's the problem. Let's take that next step, get out there because this is a golden market as I'm watching right now, Matt. And it's we talked about it before is the difference of pursuing and attracting. We want to be attracting in more people right now. This is a highly, highly advantageous market for the referrals through the attraction side of the business, which is why I'm watching ninjas right now just crush it. The ones that are fully leaning into it. Super opportunity. Yeah, it is. And you had mentioned kind of just how you think about your business. And so I'll just layer this on top of it here is all of this stuff comes back to what you focus on expands. If you believe that you have buyers that only could buy if this happens, you are going to fill your list with more and more of those people. If you believe that there are buyers that are ready to go and can make moves here, you will fill your list with those types of people. So really also kind of check your own mental self-talk with how you're talking to yourself about your own opportunity because... If you think it, it will become that. What you focus on expands. It's proven time and time and time again. And so let's get into the right headspace about this too. And hopefully this helps, right? Hopefully hearing us talk through this, watching other agents see some success helps you get to that spot so that you can be focused on the right things that are going to help you serve other people at a high level. Let's take it to the extreme just for a second because I just can't let this episode go until I get this off my chest. Well, it got to go to the extremes. If if I were to call a real estate agent in the Bahamas and say, I want to buy an island, and they're like, awesome, we have about three islands available right now that you can purchase. Just because I said I want to buy an island doesn't make me a buyer of an island. There are people out here, and this was thinking about a dinner that I was having with some friends the other night, and they made a comment of, if we win the lottery, these are the things that we would do. And there are people that are holding we're holding on to as first time home buyers right now that they might need something like that to happen a huge win an inheritance something that would offset the interest rate that would let them be a buyer right now just because they say they want to be a buyer doesn't always necessarily mean that they're a buyer and that's what we got to look at because just cuz i call that agent in the bahamas and i'm like i want to buy an island they're not going to run around rubbing their hands together going like i got a buyer today they're going to buy an island they're going to look at it and say, dude, are you qualified to buy an island? Like, sh show, <laughs> show me what you got. And there's a certain point there that they are going to make the decision of, do I want to continue to foster this relationship with Garrett? Is this is a good use of my time. Or do I need to say, Garrett, I really am happy that you want to buy an island. And I'm happy to talk with you about your vacations that you have when you come down here. But we need to stop talking about you buying an island. <laughs> like, because right now, until you win the lottery or until something major happens, guess what? You're just a friend of mine and that's okay. And I'm going to cultivate the relationship, but I can't hold on to you being a potential piece of business this year and building a business plan around it and hoping that things are going to work out. Well, Garrett, on a scale of one to 10, you know, how, if we were to find the right island today, how ready would you be to purchase that island? You know, I one being, can't. I don't know where to start, 10 being you're ready to write the check, right? I'm a one. <laughs> I'm, I have a glimmer oh, of a beautiful okay. idea. <laughs> like, There's this is no why way. a process exists. 
<laughs> There's no way. I, I can dream all I want. I can think about it. But they ended today at the end of the week. Guess what, Matt? Not buying an island. Even if I were to sell everything that I own and want to go move down there and be like, okay, I got all my cash stored up right now. I got it all in hand. Where are we at? I'm not. Someone's going to find you like an, an island that's reasonably priced. It may not be something that you desire, but someone's going to post on the Facebook group like, oh, here's an island. Bring it 400, on. 400,000. Bring it on. <laughs> I want an island of the Bahamas. Show me how it's going to happen. And yeah, uh, you can count me as your buyer if you want to do that. <laughs> yeah, if it's in the right price range. But th this is process, people. Process, expectation settings, and just your own kind of mental focus here. So I guess looping this all back, Garrett, people are in this acceptance zone. Buyers and sellers both are in this acceptance phase. We're seeing it over and over again with situations that are multiple offers, situations where buyers are being quite generous on contracts. Nationwide. Matt, just to, we're not watching this like in one city here, one city here, one city here. Like, no, you got somebody much... in Oregon, Seattle, I got Pennsylvania, South Carolina, Texas, Alabama, Kansas. I mean, I'm just nationwide everywhere. <laughs> we can everywhere. name off Canada. Cities. Yes. That's, and that's, that's international now. Okay. <laughs> All right. All right. I, th I think, uh, I think we did it. <laughs> I could keep going. <laughs> All right. We could, but we know that everybody's got things to do, ourselves included. Um, so we do appreciate everybody for listening to great topic, Garrett, by the way. This was a really good one. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Thanks for playing with me. Yeah, no problem. You want to lead out? Sure. Oh, I'll lead yeah. out. Wait, I didn't. Wait, no, wait. I let hold in. on. Hold on. Met, mess, we, we messed you know. up at a 400 episodes. We just finally messed that one up. <laughs> like, waiting for you to go. Matt, Matt, both <laughs> and I are like pausing, going like, come on, dude, like wrap it up. It's my fault. It's my, it's my job today. <laughs> Everybody, I want to say thank you so much for paying attention to us and having fun with us and laughing along with us and hopefully laughing at us. If you want to find out more about Ninja Selling, go to ninjaselling.com. If you want to be part of our Facebook group, go to Facebook, type in The Ninja Selling Podcast. You'll find an amazing group of people there, like-minded individuals that like the same things that you like, for the most part. We're not all liking the same stuff, but you know who you are. Come in there, comment, share your ideas, grow within that group with everybody there. It's really an awesome opportunity. And then, uh, as Matt was saying earlier, we both we both appreciate everybody who reached out uh, asking about our well-being and making sure that we are healing uh, appropriately. So thank you very much for that. That means a lot. And um, appreciate you all. We'll be back next time. Yes, we will. Thanks, everyone. See you later. If you enjoyed today's episode and would like more, visit us at the ninjasellingpodcast.com. There you will also find links for more information about ninja selling and coaching. Have an incredible day.